Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we discuss the rise and fall of your favorite, or rather least favorite, celebrities. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and fellow co-host, Jose Angel. How are you today? I am great. How are you doing? I am well, and I am here today, so all good. So, uh, you're a little (laughs) low. I can't hear you. No? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Let me get closer. Oh, Lord. It's like you don't even care about this, this damn podcast. No, not this week. Any effort, like I'm, I'm trying to conversate with you. I'm trying to have a dialogue with you. I'm really trying to open up and be vulnerable with you. And it's like, hello, hello. Like <laughs> you don't care, man. I don't. Never mind. In fact, I'm leaving the call. Do this by yourself today. <laughs> that was on your own. Wouldn't that be crazy if I just dropped out and then it's like, okay, ladies, we're riding solo. <laughs> I tried to do it solo before. It doesn't work. <laughs> I do remember you saying that. Yeah. I'm still pissed about that episode. I am too. But that's but neither here nor there. <laughs> today we'll be discussing Vine star turned YouTube star turned TikTok star. What? Gabby Hanna. Oh. Okay, now that makes sense when you said all those. <laughs> like, Are you familiar with Gabby? Um, I guess unfortunately, I would say unfortunately, because I ain't never, I don't remember seeing anything good about her. Yeah, I was never really a Gabby fan, but I would hear about her occasionally, and unfortunately for her, it was never in a good light. Mm-hmm. So today we'll be going beyond the headlines to see what's going on with Gabby. Gabby has recently resurfaced as a YMCA fitness instructor. I so, did see that. You did see that? <laughs> I did see that clip. They came across my, my timeline randomly yesterday. Was it the actual ad or was it like someone sharing it? Somebody sharing it saying, look at what Gab- Gabby's doing now. Oh, no. Were they like making fun of her? Or was it just like. Uh, I, it seemed more of an update, but to be fair, I didn't look at the comments. So no. who knows what the comments were saying. Yeah. So today we'll be going beyond the headlines to see what's going on with Gabby. I want to take our journey on how she went from YouTube star to working at the YMCA. So a few little disclaimers or warnings. This episode to make was so fucking confusing. Oh. Sometimes something happens and a few years later is when Gabby is upset about it. So the timeline gets all weird. Ah. And sometimes you just, Gabby's just not a trusted narrator because she'll say something and then people have receipts and then. I mean, she's very convincing. She convinced me for a few things. I'm like, what? Is that true or not true? So she's she's an okay actress. Yeah. And every freaking video that she makes is so long. But so it's just a lot to pile through. She has disclosed that she has bipolar and ADHD. Not saying it's an excuse for anything, but it could be an explanation for a few things that arise I also want to say right now, this will be a two-parter. This episode is filled with her smaller, earlier scandals, but I do think they're important to get a fuller picture of Gabby. Ooh, a two-parter. And one thing I'm not really sure to convey is how heated Gabby gets in these videos. Like, some of these videos, it just does not do justice of us talking about it just because she's, like, streams at weird places. I don't even know how to describe it. 
But let's get into it. Gabby Hanna was born February 7th, 1991, making her an Aquarius. She says while she was younger, her family would sometimes have money issues and had difficulty paying bills, being close to homelessness. She was the third of six children, and she says she was bullied as a child. That's pretty much all I know about her early life. And I'm sorry. Like, damn, that sucks. That's all the information we got. Don't sound that great. (laughs) I think that was from the Forbes article that gave, like, the most information even then it wasn't like a lot middle child got st- got ton of shit <laughs> so in 2013 she would graduate from university of pittsburgh this was the year gabby would also start posting on vine for those who don't remember vine was a social media site where you post six second videos it's and- crazy how people really love vine i mean i used to like vine but it's so crazy how vine was so popular and then just bloop it's gone yeah, I, I really don't understand it either. But I never really use Vine. I don't I watched the Vine compilations on YouTube. Yeah, you know what? So yeah. As popular as Vine was, I was watching a lot of Vines on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I never downloaded the app, but all the Vines would make it to Twitter, so I would see a lot of them and see a lot of the creators. And so when it fell apart and then I was on Instagram, it's like, oh, you see all the people you see where they flooded to. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby Hanna would grow to 5 million followers on Vine, and she was just doing, like, little skits. And her channel would be called The Gabby Show. It was just so she didn't have her full name out there, which later she would change. And for the most part, these videos were just funny little videos, but some people did call them out for having, like, racist undertones. Nothing too crazy that I see. Uh, one that oh, I so see- racist isn't crazy? No, like, nothing, like, so racist <laughs> like you know casual racism you silly like the video that i see always circulated is she's like running down the street or something she says i'm on my way to steal baby daddies or something like Mm-mm-mm. it doesn't make sense to me but people say it's racist undertones and at this time gabby was selling novelty products inside a sam's club and was actually the top salesperson she said once she realized she was pretty much in a pyramid scheme she decided to leave and i'm sure this was made easier since she was blown up on the internet so she had that fallback plan around this time gabby would make the change to youtube it was what a lot of vine stars did was move to youtube and at the time vine is dying so that transition was necessary But instead of doing these little skits that she was known for, her content changes to like story time videos where she just sits there and she tells you a story about whatever. But I want to say something. I know this is kind of off topic, but I do not believe 95% of story time videos. Oh, they definitely have to be like exaggerated. Especially these ones who got thousands of them. I, some people have lived interesting and crazy lives, but no, I don't think that you have lived such a crazy and free life that you are able to tell so many stories about your life on the internet and have no repercussions because they're actually 100% true. I agree. Like, we, we're not even a story time podcast, and I feel like I'm writing out personal stories for here. Like, I feel like I've said them all. 100%. And, <laughs> and there are stories I can't say. <laughs> But, I mean, to Gabby's credit, a lot of people did say that she over-exaggerates or something. And to her credit, she does, like, present a good story. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean she gets very animated with it. Well, to be fair, she cultivated an audience. So if, if they liked it, they liked it. 
Yes. And she would start doing more vlog type of videos and sending videos. And she's, she kind of goes with the trends. Whatever is popular, she goes with. One first little scandal was Gabby was stealing jokes and tweets. <laughs> which Gabby does make a video and explains it away, saying the tweets were years apart and not that original. One was about, she tweeted, I keep forgetting the Titans. And she points out, like... She tweeted that. Someone tweeted out two years prior. Um, but she says it wasn't like a... Like, it's not that original. It's like something I, anyone could come up with. Well, they jumped off the bridge, too. <laughs> I, I I feel you, but you, I, if we're talking real deal crimes, you can't use that excuse if you was really <laughs> doing something. But everybody else was looting, officer. And then there's a joke that she copied from Louis C.K. about how Christopher Columbus came over here and called the people Indians, and it stuck, even though the Indians were like, that's not their name. Again, she says she probably heard it since she loves Louis C.K. and didn't realize she copied it. I kind of did. I'm sure I've stolen jokes. I think everyone has. And I, She stole... Uh, she, she, I mean, okay. I'm going to let it slide because I'm not like trying to hammer this girl about a joke. But girl, you saying that you thought of that joke and, and and you just put it out there and you're like, oh, it was subconscious. I would believe that if you were an actual comedian. <laughs> and she says, I'm moment. not a comedian. Yeah, girl, you watched the special. You thought the joke was funny and you tweeted it. You didn't think anybody was going to put the, the things together. I understand. I like to say a little joke. I used to put jokes as my status every once in a while on Facebook, too, back in the day. If, if I, a comedian said a joke, I quote the joke and say it on Facebook. But don't be... Girl, I, I said that, and I just probably didn't even know I said that because I live with Louis C.K. So okay. do you think it's bad for her to see all these jokes? Like, would you hold no, it against her? Here's the problem. I don't even care because this is minor <laughs> stuff. But since uh -huh. you're bringing it to my attention, I feel like I have to comment on it. You have When to. it's like... Girl, you ain't got a lot. Just say you stole it and it, you just didn't think you was going to get caught. You did it for the, the engagement, the likes. You thought it was funny. That's kind of how I feel. Like, she's just some random woman on the internet. She's not... I feel like it's different when a stand-up comedian steals another stand-up comedian's jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because she ended up getting popular. That's why the spotlight's on her. But like I said, everybody was doing stuff like this. Yeah. Gabby would also briefly be in David Dobrik's Vlog Squad in 2017, which helped boost her career since the Vlog Squad was a huge channel and it was kind of filled with Vine stars, like yeah. Vine stars that had nothing to do, so they just went with David Dobrik. Gabby's role in these vlogs kind of seems to be like the butt of the joke. You know, they're making fun of her looks, her nose, her weight, just those kind of jokes. Yeah, that's all like... If you want to be in the vlog squad, you had to either be the, you were either the popular boy, the really conventionally attractive girl that they use for all their, their thumbnails and sexual pranks, or you were the token or the, uh, uh, what's the word? The, uh, punching bag. Yeah. That's, those were the four, four roles as I've, I've seen come out of the vlog squad. And so I'm like, Jesus Christ. And also it's like, to have a punching bag in your group shows like how insecure the people who run it are because why do you need to bring why does why do your friends have to be the butt of the jokes for you to be successful and for things to be funny? I want to cover the vlog squad so bad, but there's just so much. It's too and there's too many motherfuckers going in and out of the bitch. 
Yeah, yeah, I was they were dating this person and they broke up, but they were still in a lot of videos and they protected the vlog squad, but they weren't a part of the vlog squad, they weren't on the outer edges of the vlog squad, but they were still doing that thing and they were a part of this game. Yeah, damn, so many people and so many things. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby does leave in 2019, saying she wants to focus on her writing and mental health, and they simply grew apart. Also, in 2017, Gabby would start to release music and trying to focus on that. I've listened to her music, and it's not horrible. Okay, sounds <laughs> have, good. Have you ever heard her music? <laughs> All I heard is that, monster! Oh, that's, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing I've ever heard from Gabby. So, in 2017, Gabby would release a storytime video about a former classmate who had overdosed and died. I can't find this clip. It has been privated on her channel, so I'm not too sure on how much information she put out there about this person. But it had enough information that the family of the former classmate did not approve, and they reached out to Gabby. Mm. And Gabby would post a video titled, A Conversation with a Breathing Mother and an Apology. I think it was a mistake to make the initial video, but it just seems like it was something she did without thought. You know, I don't think there was any, like, malicious intent behind it. Okay. So but, you gotta change names and things sometimes. Yeah. You can't be too specific. People know, the thing is, a lot of people are lurkers. So you think you're just telling a story and it's entertainment and content and blah, blah, blah. But you don't know that out of the hundreds and thousands of people who are just regularly watching you and everything is cool, there are tens of thousands of people who are watching you and putting things together and trying to figure out who you're talking to because you're you you you're from this hometown and then you went to this school and you were associated with these people. Like people are tracking you down and they're going to either uh, show this clip to people to see, hey, was she talking about you? Or when people hear that you are mentioned and they know about you or they were familiar with you, they used to know you, they hear their name and like, oh, is this bitch talking from, talking about me? I ain't heard from this bitch in five years. How's she using my story for content? Yeah, I think the using someone's story enough with enough information that they can be like, that's about me. It's a, it's a little weird, right? Foolproofly, yeah. I'd be making up words all the time. I just I just roll with it. I'd be at work. I'd be be at work listening to this and I'd be like, that is not what I meant. That is not what I tried to say. Why did I add LY on that? (laughs) Yeah, I think it definitely is like a line you have to tell of you have an interesting story, but it's not really your story to tell, so maybe you shouldn't tell it. But Mm -hmm. How she makes a living, like you said, like you're gonna run out of stories eventually. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you start using it's, and that's where it's like it blurs the lines of is that really your story to use? Because just because you know of a story, that doesn't mean that it's 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 yours to tell. Especially something so like personal like that, like someone dying from an overdose. A hundred percent. Some something so personal and something that I mean, if anything, you you should have twisted the story. Um, without using so many personal details to just show, to tell how you felt about that, your your time being around that, if you've never experienced that, how you felt for her and what, what it, how it shaped your life afterwards. Like take the focus off that woman and her, her horrible story to actually reflect on what it may, what it changed for you in your life so that this poor woman don't just got all her information out there. Mm. I love when you give like, advice how to make their business better man if only i could monetize it (laughs) (laughs) 
So we are still in 2017. That scandal passed. And Gabby would end up tweeting out, if your entire channel is built on the name of other popular users for clickbait and search engine results, I don't respect your channel. Good thing we ain't got a channel. <laughs> so that was the tweet. She didn't say any names. Ooh, but she was talking about somebody. She says she was just talking about reactionary channels in general, the types that, you know, just sit there and watch a video. That's what she says she was talking about. People always say this, but very rarely do these influencers and content creators just come up with saying something against a particular group of people and they haven't been talked about. Like very rarely is somebody going to be like, people who do this, this and that, I can't respect them if they haven't literally been called out recently. Very rarely does they do people just say stuff like that out of the blue. So that was a tweet. She didn't say any names, but a YouTuber named Rice Gum took it as she was taking shots at him. Oh Lord, Rice Gum's in this? Yes. So Rice Gum's channel was like diss tracks of other creators. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why he thought, you know, being attached to other creators. So they go back and forth. Gabby saying Rice Gum let his insecurities assume she was talking about him and she was talking about reactionary channels. So Rystrom does release a diss track. Gabby responds with her own. And then Gabby would end up seeing Rystrom at a party. While at the party, she posted a Snapchat showing Rystrom saying she's going to go up to him and challenge him to a rap battle. And says he, does, he doesn't have his ghostwriter with him. <laughs> then another video, she's just saying, you know, I challenge you to a live rap battle. And Rystrom, you know, he... He's joking around at first, but he's just saying, like, no, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then it kind of looks like on another snap, he's just ignoring her, but he's still smiling, probably because he knows the camera's in his face. And then the next video is Gabby saying, sorry if she looks like she was crying, but Rystrom hit her in the middle of the party and shattered her phone. She then would show bruises on her leg and scratches on her arm. She posts throughout the night giving updates and saying Vicegum didn't like beat the shit out of her, but he twisted her arm to get her phone to break it. And then she updates that Vicegum sent her money for the phone. The story gets picked up by drama channels that these two big YouTube creators were in a scuffle and a guy mm -hmm. hit a girl, so it's pretty big news. Yeah. And Vicegum responds on Twitter saying, I did not hit a girl, left my ass off. This bitch is tripping. He would also tweet, we're talking about a person who has built a career off of over-exaggerating and lying about stories for money. This is exactly what she wants. And I do feel bad for Gabby at this part because the internet was not too kind to her, saying if he paid, why does it matter? And Ricegum would show that he did send her three payments, a little over $2,000 that night, saying sorry for the phone. Mm-hmm. And Gabby would claim, yes, he did send that money, but then his friend texted her and told her to... He sent too much, so Gabby claims she sent a thousand back. Great, bitch! It hit the account. It hit the account. <laughs> ain't no taxi backsies. Ain't no no reverse over here. I don't know that. I don't know her. That's how I feel. And now the discussion is: Well, did he hit you? And Gabby says she clarified that the night of, in the heat of the moment, she said hit, but she would clarify it later, saying that he twisted her arm and shattered her phone. Um. Oh, Lord. I remember when this happened, actually. I do remember this scandal, briefly. I don't even know why I do remember this scandal, because I did not like Gabby, and I definitely did not like Rice Gum. It's funny Rice Gum got him in... Got, I don't want to say... I'm going to say it. He got himself in this situation, because low-key, if Gabby said that, I don't think she was talking about Rice Gum. Based off what he was doing, 
I think he saw opportunity because, I mean, back then, Bryce Gum was very much a clout chaser. Um, you didn't have to mention his name for him to get involved as seen, as you've just said, basically. And also, he loved making diss tracks. They made him a lot of money because he got a lot of views on YouTube and he's popular at it. And as Gabby said, he had ghostwriters who were decently good at it, writing his rhymes after a certain point. But um, I, I wonder, how, I don't remember how this ends. And I don't remember if Rice Gum really put his hands on her. But I will say that, okay, maybe the language is off with her saying hit versus him twisting her arm. But if this man really put his hands on her, he put his hands on her. So it doesn't matter if he physically hit her or twist her arm. If he caused her physical pain by putting his hands on her, he shouldn't have had his hands on her. But I don't remember how this ends. So uh, take whatever the hell I'm saying with a grain of salt until we finish this out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we're splitting hairs on it either. Of hit and he paid. Yeah, if he put his hands on her, like you said, he did it. And he shattered her phone. He paid for her phone. Like Yeah, something happened. An altercation it had happened. That's clear. So people think either she's lying or over-exaggerating. Uh, a lot of people also thought it might be fake since Ricegum had previously had a fake fight with YouTube creator Fousey, like a little before this. Mm -hmm. See? But, Clout Goblin. Yeah, exactly. But I saw recently, like, he discussed it, and he kind of said that he just, like, snatched it from her hand, but it's never really been confirmed one way or the other. The people okay. on Ricegum's side has said... He didn't hit her, but I mean, those are his friends. Were they and, are are they saying that as Rice Gum's friends or Rice Gum's friends who were also at the party? I don't know if they were at the party. Mm -hmm. I know they said it, but I, I, I then if you, if you're saying it's not, it's never been confirmed. I'm going to allegedly say that it might have happened. I, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense that um, every time you were on camera. Which I mean, great. She she was bothering a motherfucker. If you got me on camera and I don't want to be recorded, you know what I do? I leave. But do you know what people who have attitude problems and who can't handle um, them not being in control of the situation? They snatch and break shit. So obviously, when she didn't have her camera on, he took advantage of that fact and shattered her shit because he really wasn't happy with her. Uh, capturing him on her phone and all that other sh stuff. It was uncomfortable for him. He didn't like it. But instead of being a mature adult and leaving the space, because, I mean, nobody owns anything in this world pretty much, as we see, uh, you decided to go the aggressive route and you ended up breaking the woman's phone. And now um, Gary trying to say, well, he didn't hit her. Or he, he She's exaggerating, but he paid for it, so it shouldn't matter. And so now we're excusing actual violence or physical abuse or battery and stuff. No, I mean I feel like something must have happened because I, I've never shat I've never had somebody shatter my phone and I was not included in the scuffle. Yeah, like no matter what, there's going to be a little bit of scuffle if he snatched her phone. Yeah. Like her trying to get it back, something. Unless uh, she didn't want, unless she, unless she said, rice gum, shatter my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing she put up a fight when he, he snatched and broke her phone. I'm guessing it wasn't just a clear cut snatch and, snatch and smash. <laughs> she would post, like, throughout the night where she posted, like, she had scratches, like, on her arm. And she would say that, like, when she shows her leg, she says, 
look at my leg, it's like bruised. And she's like, that bruise was already here, which later Vice Gum would use say, oh, look at this photo. She has a bruise already there before, which she said in the video. I was so going to say, like, at least she disclosed it. And then he would he say. Ain't lying. <laughs> She's not fucking lying and saying that nothing fucking happened and then saying, oh, well, something did happen, but I didn't do the extra stuff. Like, and he, he would is. say that she scratched herself and then posted video on Twitter where he's like, you know, just scratching his arm so you could see scratches. And then he would say, well, I couldn't scratch her because I didn't have nails. And she's like, well, how can you scratch yourself on Twitter if you don't have nails? And it just goes back and forth and there's no really resolution. I mean, in a scuffle, you can also accidentally scratch yourself because of what's happening to you. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I've been fighting with somebody and accidentally bopped myself in the face because I was swinging so much. So I'm lying. I don't get into fights. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good girl. I don't fight. In 2008, she'll be nominated for YouTuber of the Year. So with these little scandals, she still has stuff going on for her. Okay. Also, in 2008, Gabby would go on Genius to discuss her lyrics. 2008? 2000, sorry. Also in 2018, Gabby Ooh. would go on Genius discuss her lyrics to the song Monster. Okay, I was about to say she's older than the motherfucker <laughs> than I thought. While making the Genius video, the way Gabby describes it is they had two mics and she is like, I don't want to... She, I don't want to say that she scream sings, but she sings loud. She did! <laughs> So the idea was to sing, and when she hit the "So what if I'm a monster?" it would switch to a further mic, so she didn't blow out the mic. Girl. And it just it it doesn't sound good, and she turns into a meme. I was gonna say sometimes you gotta take things on the chin because the thing is, I watched every. Let me stop. Oh, I'll be talking shit, and I'll be accidentally exaggerating. <laughs> I've watched every genius video. No, but I've seen a good amount of genius videos, and I've never seen somebody like full blown sing because you didn't need to. The mics always picked you up. I don't, and why? And why are they gonna have two? Girl, even if they did, it still doesn't make sense. Why are they gonna switch on that one word? Why are you blowing out the mic for one word? What? Yeah. It's just an embarrassing moment. It happens to everybody. It's okay. So she turns, she gets turned into a meme where she is singing, her mouth gets all big, and from here it spirals out of control. So many memes, which I don't really understand the humor to all of them, but, you know, whatever. Mm. But um, Gabby tries to get in on the joke, but it does seem like it bothers her. She blames Genius Mics, and of course people come back with videos of her singing live, and it's not great either. Which. Damn. Gabby doesn't have a horrible voice, but you know when you're hitting those high notes, it it can be a it can be rough on a new singer. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'd be like, bitch, don't no cell phones for the first year. <laughs> and I think this carried on that Gabby's music was seen as a joke already. It's kind of seen as a joke because she's a YouTuber, but I feel like from here. It's definitely more of a joke. So in 2019, Gabby would take a sponsor from Kenza Cosmetics. And these are makeup brushes that were said to be valued at $80, but you would get them for free if you just paid shipping. Okay. They were not worth $80. Well, the brushes took forever to arrive. And when they did arrive, people were like, these are not expensive brushes. Mm -hmm. They're just cheap ones. And fans are reaching out to Gabby saying they haven't received their brushes or their brushes are crap. So Gabby does address it in a video, and she would say that the website was very open about the time period, saying that 
said 10 to 21 days. I see most people say they were told two weeks and then afterwards it turned into months or they never got it or they were just crap. Uh, uh, uh. Something with Gabby and her video responses I've noticed are facts to her are not that important. Either way, <laughs> it took longer than expected. It's all about her intention. It's just, <laughs> she'll say something and she'll say like that. She'll be like, it said 10 to 21 days. And then you'll see a clip before and she'll be like, it's only 14 days. And it's like, no, you did not say that, Gabby. But yeah. she, she says it with such convention. I'll be like, also, <laughs> conviction. <laughs> I, also, I'll be like, girl, show me where it said that, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she, got, uh, she got five cent brushes. But the shipping covered them and gave them a price, a, a profit, and all y'all paid for them five cent brushes. And they pocketed y'all's fucking money and sent out twenty of them just in case. You know, yeah, twenty of you get some brushes. I guess not all of you, but get twenty five of you. I guess get some brushes. So she says a lot of people were complaining didn't even wait. They just ordered it and complained immediately and posted they didn't receive their brushes. But when they did, they didn't correct the record. And she would tell the viewers, you pay $10, she values the brushes at a dollar a brush. That's what you got. It's not a scam, and they should manage their expectations. I don't say that, because you just hype these ugly-ass, cheap-ass, trash-ass brushes as $80 worth of value. So, I, it doesn't matter if if I save money or not. Bitch, I, I manage my expectations. I manage them based off what you told me. <laughs> and you're, and you're lying. <laughs> Manage your expectations is one of those things that sticks with Gabby. A lot of people comment on it when, like, when she's in a standoff, they comment, manage your expectations. Mm -hmm. So she does receive a lot of backlash for this, even though she wasn't the only one who was sponsored by them. But she was the one who got the most heat, and it's most likely because of her response. Okay, hold on. Not being sponsored by trash-ass people is not a crime. Were the other people sponsored by this trash-ass company... Um, allegedly, uh, were they also selling these fucking brushes? Were they I also know, asking their fans to buy these brushes with sh just shipping? I know Tana Mojo did, and she did not get as much backlash. Oh, that's crazy because Tana Mo Mojo Mo Mojo Jojo Jo is uh <laughs> is a known scammer. We Tana Con, bruh, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Every time there's a situation, Gabby kind of makes it worse on herself. But moving on to the next one, on January 23rd, 2020, Gabby made a video about turning herself into an e-girl, which is a type of style. I guess like emo, but not emo. I don't know. It's, it's e-girl. I know it. I can't explain it. Yeah, I know it when I see it. When you see it, you know it. And when you know it, you see it. I can't obtain it. Jesus, <laughs> your love is so... It's so amazing. It gets me. Oh, okay, a J sorry. girl, a Jesus girl. <laughs> I don't know why Kurt Franklin just crept into my mind. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you, you kind of know what somebody's talking about, especially if you've seen the aesthetic. But if you don't know what you're talking about, it's hard to explain. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so in the video, she briefly shows a, a photo of Bianca Devins, a 17-year-old girl who was murdered. It does seem like a mistake of she didn't read the article. It just popped up when she Googled e-girl. And she looked at the photo and only commented on the outfit. Okay. And people called her out saying she's using Bianca's death for views, saying she hit a new low. They're bringing up where she used this story and back then about her classmate overdosing. So she's doing it again. 
Wait, hold on. I've, I've lost something. I'm, I'm missing something. So, okay. Gabby Hanna decides she wants to become an e-girl or yes. use or do the aesthetic. And her inspiration is the 17-year-old girl who was murdered? She doodles e-girls. Uh-huh. And she's, like, looking through the photos on Doodle. Yeah. And one of them is, she pulls up an article where it's a girl murdered, but she doesn't read it. She just, like, comments on the outfit. But and then she moves on. That's the actual context. She knows that this is a girl who was murdered. No, she does not. She oh, just Googled just looking e girl. at a picture. Okay. Yes. Oh, well, then what the fuck are y'all on about? I, <laughs> what are you on about? I don't know if it's because of the overdose story before that they're thinking she doesn't have these boundaries that she's using now this death for views and stuff. But the T channels are making videos about it. And this is one of those times where Gabby says she immediately blurred the images to not be disrespectful and draw more attention. And she says she wanted to do that behind the scenes. But people are saying it took two weeks for her to do that. And blur Gabby would the girl's picture. Huh. Yeah, like blur the girl's photo out of the video, which I believe she ended up taking, just like editing that section out. Is it, it is it in bad taste because the girl's been murdered? Is it in bad taste because the girl was seventeen, or is it in bad taste because they think Gabby is being a clout chaser? I'm, com I don't know. Maybe maybe I am. Maybe I'm confused a little bit on this one. I don't understand why Gabby's getting flack on this one particularly, but I also could be lost. It's because she was murdered. And they think she's using her for clout. Even though she just looked up a picture of e-girls and yes. the girl popped up? Yes. People hate Gabby. God damn. She can't yes. do nothing. <laughs> she can't this, do a damn thing. This episode is more of... It shows you both like things that are her fault and also things like she's just paying the price of via her reputation. Or yes, the way people view kind of, her. In part two, why I think she goes more on the attack. Maybe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Gabby would apologize to the family behind the scenes, and the mom and the two sisters would make a video saying they were not offended by Gabby, and Gabby has nothing to be sorry about. Yeah, and <laughs> um, yeah I'm, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and there, there were photos that Bianca's killer took when she, after she was murdered. Whoa. And the family did say, obviously, they don't want those out there. But the, the, that wasn't the one Gabby used. Yeah, I, I don't even know how she would or want to use photos like that. But, ooh, that's fucked up. That's on. I, I have to look up that later. I, I have to see the, see about this case. So Gabby would also post a 15-minute apology video to the family, which the family said was not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the end of that for now. Oh, no. In 2017, Gabby would come out with a poetry book called Adult, Let's, Adult Lessons. And a YouTuber named Rachel Oates, who had 229,000 subs. So she's a smaller creator than Gabby. Mm-hmm. And she reviews it, and she calls it lazy writing. And that was in 2017. Well, yeah, it's a poetry book. Anybody <laughs> who's not a songwriter who puts out a poetry book, I mean... Any influencer who's putting out a book and they're not known for writing, it's not, it's not even what they think or their thoughts. It's just a product they can slap their name on it and get money for it. But yeah, not to Gabby. They, they, they're just putting out little words that rhyme in 30 pages of it so, so they can sell it for $30. Now in 2021, Gabby would release another poetry book called Dandelion. 
she would send a copy of her book to Rachel and Rachel would review this book and she would again say bad writing, lazy writing. I like the energy. It's a shame that she didn't get better with the writing. Because <laughs> I like some shit like that. Like somebody done criticized you. So you so you went in the lab. You you really studied your craft. You really got to the bag. And then you, you, you created something better. You said, let me give it to my number one hater. My number one criticizer. And she said, this shit is still trash. <laughs> that sucks. But man, if it would have been great, that would have been a great story to tell. It would have. But at this her. point, shouldn't you just take it on the chin? Well, yeah. It, she don't. It, it's she just. She doesn't like your writing. Y'all do not gel. Um, you can't win her. Win her over. Uh, girl, cater to your fans. Let it go. Exactly. So. Gabby would reach out to a mutual friend to tell Rachel to stop reviewing her book and to stop talking about her. God damn it, Gabby. Sit your ass down. And Rachel had this to say. Update all the respect I had for Gabby for drawing and reaching out and sending me this book. Gone. Completely straight. After the video was published, she went crying to one of our mutual friends about it in an attempt to guilt trip me and asked I not make any more. I'm so over all that childish drama. You sent me a book. It got reviewed. That's how the world works. See, you had you had actually gathered some favor. She didn't like the book, but she respected the approach, which what is what I said. I wouldn't I, I respect the approach, but they, here, review the book. Hey, Carrie, can you believe she fucking reviewed my fucking book? Please tell her to stop. Yeah, I it's can't like, handle it. It doesn't make sense. So it, it ends right there, but for some reason, a year passes by and there's no beef. But then Gabby posts on her social media that she has ADHD and she doesn't expect non-creative and neurotypical people to understand her work and saying people dragged her for her poetry for months for views. And she would call out Rachel saying, I also want to say that Rachel Oatmeal took the time to write a book from the perspective of a dog. Since I write mine from the perspective of an abused child to mock me, yet she's still too much of a coward to release under her own name. What a loser. Oh, all the respect I thought I didn't even really have for Gabby, I lost. <laughs> girl, people, girl, what the fuck? Girl, you pissing me off. <laughs> your fucking shit was called The Gabby Show because you didn't want to put your full fucking name on there. Yeah, people, so you think she would understand. People, people don't always want their full government legal name attached to everything they fucking do. There's tons of writers that use a pen name who use the alias. And, 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 and girl, what's this got to do with ADHD, bitch? I, I need think, a bitch who gets a diagnosis and then makes everything that ever happened to him about the diagnosis. Girl, there, anything she was. She did retweet a tweet that said, like, people are ADHD, like, write differently or something. So, still, the point is that is that one person didn't like your book. Why are you focusing so much on the negative that any positivity that you garner for your book is, is literally washed away because everybody just wants to see your negative reaction to the negative opinions? People don't even react positively to you, even if it is good, because they know that you're net, that if they're negative, you'll, you'll light them up, you'll spotlight them. So even if Rachel was like, um, 
like an asshole and was doing this on purpose. You giving the people what they want. How do you feel that Rachel wrote a parody book of Gabby's poetry book? Do you think that was mean? Rachel wrote a parody? Yeah, that's what she wrote. Gabby's was from a perspective of an abused child. Rachel's was from a perspective of a dog. Damn, that's kind of an asshole move, Rachel. It, it is an that's, asshole move. That's a petty, right? Petty, but I, I don't know because I got two sides to me. It's um, like, oh, girl, yeah, because fuck you for criticizing me publicly and throwing dirt on my name for doing what you asked. But also, do we need to hit low? Because if even if she's not a, a good writer, Gabby was writing about her experience. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's okay to mock it, but I don't think she's fully mocking it. Maybe she's mocking the concept. It's not like she was mocking her abuse. Yeah, she was in no way mocking the abuse. It yeah, she like, was, was a sweet little book from a dog's perspective. Yeah, I think it's just a petty thing. I, I'm not even, I, yeah, I'm not thinking it's a vindictive thing. I think it's just a petty thing. Like Rachel said, you played with me, you played in my face. Bitch, I'm going to show you how easy it is to write a real poetry book if you really know how to write. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Rachel says... Gabby is creating drama, and she hasn't talked about her in months. Gabby would go on Instagram and call Rachel a narcissist and manipulative and say that when she talks about her, she gets a million views. And when Gabby talks about Rachel, she also gets a million views, but that's because she's Gabby Hanna. Girl, you don't even, that didn't even make no goddamn sense. (laughs) Because she's only able to bring you up because you're bringing her back up. After, like she said, not talking about you for a while. You brought this back up. <laughs> I get views because I'm Gabby Hanny. You get views because you're talking about me. Oh, so what you're saying, Gabby, is that she wouldn't get views if you don't interact with her and she has no content about you. And what are you doing? You're giving her content. Gabby would go on Instagram. I said that call Rachel nice manipulative, saying that Rachel has bullied her for months and that Rachel can't take criticism for herself. Rachel would message Gabby and say it looks like she was having a breakdown and she understands she's been there, but attacking her won't help. Rachel would then release a statement saying this. I critiqued and analyzed poetry. I never mocked the subject matter. I critiqued the quality of the writing. I parodied poor and lazy technique, but never the subject matter. I don't see. Like I said, if anything, this, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like Gabby's doing what everybody says they wish they could do. You get into an argument with a bitch, and it's after you get into the argument with the bitch, you remember all the good zingers you had and all the things you wanted to say. (laughs) Gabby was stuck. After uh, when Rachel was criticizing her, lighting her ass up for her bad poetry, but then months later, Gabby said, "Nah, bitch, uh, oh shit, yep, mm-hmm, I got some ones for you now. I'm ready. And <laughs> gotta load it for you." It's kind of interesting to see that Gabby knows how to talk mental health talk. So it kind like you know calling her narcissist and manipulative and saying all these things. So it. I don't know, like using those words have more of an impact to make Rachel look like a bad person. Mm -hmm. And I think that will become a pattern in part two. (laughs) It's understandable. Rachel has a right to like or dislike a book. I can also see Gabby's side of her music was made into a big joke. So she's sensitive about her shit. And now her poetry is being made into a big joke. But it's not like she's a suffering artist. With her music and poetry, anytime someone critiques it, she brings up that she's an indie artist. She's just doing it on her own. The book, according to Gabby, has sold $40,000 a month since its release. 
mm-hmm. and is a New York Times bestseller. Okay. So she can handle a smaller channel not liking it. Rachel's Instagram would be temporarily suspended for being mass reported by, I'm assuming, Gabby fans. Yeah, that's shitty. Another creator, Angelica Oles, would accuse Gabby of being a bully, and Gabby said she was just standing up for herself and doesn't that doesn't make her a bully. Angelica was one of the ones calling out Gabby about the Bianca video, so they already had a history. So Gabby says Angelica is the real bully because she bullies Bianca's mom. Gabby would make a video t- titled Hold T-Channels Accountable, Justice for Bianca Devins, saying the T-Channels harass the family and use Bianca to try and get at Gabby. Gabby demands all the T-Channels apologize publicly, and she says that Bianca's mom, Kim, wants a public apology, too. Gabby also makes it seem like Bianca's mom called Angelica out specifically, but in the video, the mom didn't mention anyone specifically. She just said T-Channels. Girl, why are you... If she brought this up unnecessarily, why are you bringing this up again? I, why are we bringing Bianca's people into this again? That girl made a... That woman and her her, sister, her her child made a video defending you, but also, you know, setting the record straight. That should have been the last time they was mentioned. It should have been. You're trying to bring and that into your beef with this bitch to prove that you're right, when in reality, all you're doing is dragging up old shit again. So Angelica would say when the family spoke out back then, she stopped bringing it up. Angelica would share a screenshot from Bianca's mom saying she didn't feel like she, Angelica, harmed her family, which to both, you know, they just need to leave that woman alone. Driving her into internet beef is so bizarre. And with this situation, Gabby Gabby definitely brought it back up again. Kim, Bianca's mom, would tweet out that she did not want any of the public apologies, but she does believe Gabby Hannah deserves some and that she was never offended by Gabby using Bianca's photo. See why is she coming out twice? I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to live my life. Yeah, and they keep dragging her into this internet beef. Cause what'll happen is if I gotta keep speaking it out, bitch, now I'm off you. Oh Gabby forever. Cause every I, time you bring me up, I gotta speak on this shit again. I know from working on part two already that Gabby has asked other people to make like public apologies. So I don't know if she she would allegedly like ask her mom, ask um, Bianca's mom, like, "Can you make a statement?" Man, she, you know a, she's not she's a regular person. That'd be bold as hell. If she was doing that. I feel like I feel like she's bold as hell. But I wanted to include all this in part one, just because we see how her poetry was made a joke of. We see how she was the butt of the joke in the blog squad. We yes. see how she was. Her music was made the butt joke, and then we see how in Rice Gum. Maybe he shouldn't have put her hands on her. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I said maybe he shouldn't have put her hands. Oh on her. yeah, yeah. Maybe I can't believe you use for that. That one's up for debate. No. I cannot <laughs> believe you, Jose. And then the whole thing with the Bianca situation, like that was totally blown out of proportion the first time. So I did want to put this where maybe there was times where Gabby was in the right a little, but in part two, we're going to see where she falls more oh snap so she's 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 on the tip of the iceberg but in two she's falling she's falling she is going after people Mm -mm -mm. and i don't think any of them are rightfully so oh okay even better i can't wait but that's where we're going to end for part one of our gabby hannah this was just setting up the world building 
<laughs> we're finding out the lore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we do like to end every episode with some form of media we want to recommend to end on a positive note. Should I go first or should you go first? Because mine ain't positive. It's not positive. I mean, it's partly positive and then it's like, oh, Lord, this is a fucking dumpster fire. So, Ooh. yeah. You got any media write-ins? Oh, I do. Thank you. I was going to forget Save save us so somebody else go first. Well, I have mine too. Oh, you already have yours planned. Of course. Same. Okay, from Trisha Patricia. She says, Hello, beautiful host. Just writing in to share a piece of media. This week it's I apologize, but by Anita Baker. Anita Baker has such a beautiful voice and placid voice. She has many wonderful songs and her music is timeless. I hope y'all have a wonderful night recording. Love always. And I did listen to that song before we started recording, and I did like it. It's a great song. I feel bad when I don't listen to, like, the media before, especially when it's, like, one song. I'm like, I can do that. You should apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and for my media now? Yes. I, by the way, love that song, Trisha, as well. Love listening to it with you. Hey, girl, how you doing? Oh, my God. I'll see you soon. Um, my media. Well, I have two. Dose. Okay. Is that racist? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. My first media, it's actually a call to action. Oh? What? Not really. When I was, I was say, a, you know? When I was a kid, I read this book. And that's why I wanted to start a second podcast about kids' books. Because I do not remember the title of this book. And I don't really remember anything about it. So I'm going to describe what I know. And if someone out there is listening, they need to tell me the title. Because I can't find it, and I've been looking for years. All right. Everybody unite. All I know is, I think it's like a fantasy book that he goes into, like, a different reality, a different universe or something. Bridget Terabithia. I'm just joking. It's not that one. (laughs) He gets, like, a, a little robot or a silver thing that he puts in his shirt pocket and... He goes upstairs and his sister is smoking a cigarette and he's like, his bully tries to make him climb a water tower or something. And that's all I know. The book is like blue and it has like a silver face on it. So if you know what book I'm describing, I would love to read it again. But blue I silver. Just, silver blues. I just don't know what it's about. Um, Little boy and his sister in the attic cigarette. And you know what's horrible? I always go to like, because I read it when I was a kid. I always go to the kids section if I go to a bookstore and I'm like, let's see if it's here. And then I think, what if that was like a different, like, edition? You know, they, they changed the edition so it could mm-hmm. be like a different cover. And mm-hmm. I always judge a book by its cover. So what if I'm looking at it this whole time and I don't know? <laughs> have you tried to Google it? I have. I've Googled it. I went on Reddit where it's, what's this book? I did so much things. Damn. There was one day at work that all I did was <laughs> Google that book for hours. You know what I find out? What what happens is that what I usually, when I find out the subject matter I'm looking for, either it was very niche where it's like it took a while to figure it out because, man, it's not talked about. It's not huge. It's not a big deal. Or there's my memory has slightly misremembered a detail or two. And so therefore, when I'm asking about something, I find I, I'm not getting the correct responses because I, I'm forgetting something or I'm adding something where it doesn't need to be. 
Guys hate I'm, that too. I'm afraid of that too because I have such little information. Like, what if I'm doing it wrong? What if it's not a water tower? What, what if, if you're combining tower? stories? What if I made up this story? That's my biggest fear. What if this is your childhood? What if I'm not your friend? What if this is not reality? <laughs> there's there's so many possibilities. But <laughs> that was media one. A call to action. Okay. Media two is Griselda. Have you heard of it? Um, with Sofia Vagara. Yes, I saw just a little snippet of a trailer. Okay, and Sophia, you, and you're in? I'm so in. I don't have any more streaming services. I got rid of them. I just watched, like, YouTube. Oh, I feel you. And that bitch is expensive. And I I had to buy Netflix again for a month because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to see this movie. And I don't want to talk about, you know, the social, political, whatever about it. Like, I, I get what some of the naysayers would say like oh why do latinos always have to be in a movie about drugs or why this why that why couldn't it have been someone who looked more like griselda but i am so happy that for what i know i love sophia but i do not i've never like really watched her in serious roles uh, yeah so uh, i yeah. wanted to see her like acting acting and i love it i've it came out the 25th and i've already watched like Four episodes, and I think there's only six. Dang. You hear what the son said? No, what'd he say, Michael Corleone? No, he was like, I don't like how they portrayed my mother. She didn't look like this. She was actually called a porcelain doll. And then they tried to roast him by putting a side-by-side of what his mother looks like now. Which ain't fair, but I was like, his mother's dead now. No, I mean... Not now, sorry. An old mug shot of what she looked like oh. before she died. And I'm like, well, that's not fair because she was older. But also, I'm like, boy, it's Sophia Vergara. You saying that your mama in her heyday was beautiful, more beautiful than Sophia? I feel they you. Have, but it ain't like they it ain't like they butchered her and made her ugly and made yeah, her terrible. They did, they did put some prosthetics on Sophia, but I mean, she's still pretty. And in the yeah. movie... In the show, it's like they don't treat her she's like she's ugly. They they treat her like she's very beautiful. Yeah, that's all I was like. I didn't understand why he came out and said that. But I think it's mostly like, I'm her son. I got something to say. I'm still here. Somebody pay me for my opinion and some attention. Which I feel you. I guess everybody everybody wants to cut up the pie. I Air- wonder if he's rich. He has to be, right? Um, he's either she's secretly Miami for so he's long. either secretly rich or he's op- openly uh bitter and he might be struggling. Who knows why? But I would assume if you're not talking about if because that's what usually happens when people's lives get turned into movies or series or whatever, and the family starts coming out, they're usually talking about not being paid, not being asked, not being this, not being that. He's just talking about y'all made my mama look ugly, so I'm gonna assume that that man got some money. He don't care. He just said, y'all made my mom look ugly, and I ain't fuck with that, but I think he's he wrong. Because he's her only surviving son. All the other ones have been murdered. Really? Oh, shit. Yes. He, he must Everyone. be really watching this back, his back. Or, or, or. <laughs> that's not funny. That's not funny. He killed all the others. No, that's not funny. I'm saying it's not funny, but I'm just saying, how you the only survivor one? Well, because Griselda killed his dad, and then we're like, she had someone kill him. Well, see, here's the thing. Also, I can unfortunately laugh because I'm ignorant. I don't know nothing about this damn story. I barely know about El Chapo. <laughs> so, yeah. I just know that these people were into drugs and they was getting a lot of money and then the shit happened and then they got they all got caught. It. I, I find it so interesting so far. 
but the only thing is there is one time when she's in her car and like in a very serious moment she like streams no and all i could hear in my head is like gloria from modern family when she does it so it's like kind of funny to me but <laughs> but that's just like, that's how i know her <laughs> you said that's the sophia i know uh-huh it, it just sounds like straight up gloria you said that's not funny <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I I I didn't even see a a, a what's it called trailer, and so if it's out, I want to see at least a trailer. I don't think I'm gonna watch it, but I am interested. I just saw screen caps and I just saw like how she looked in the movie, but I didn't watch anything. But if it's good, who knows? Maybe in two years I'll be on it. I think it's good. I mean, I haven't been able to watch a movie or a TV show in forever, so. I like this had my attention yeah it's embarrassing i don't think tiktok destroyed my attention span but man it sucks something did something did honestly but i still read a lot so i don't know it's just maybe it's just the video audio thing i yeah yeah something something something's not right all that cocaine i told you you would regret it in <laughs> your old age <laughs> That was a joke, because Griselda. <laughs> Save your sorry is not endorsed by crack cats. <laughs> no, crack is whack. And we um, don't make enough money to even do crack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those were my medias. We did Trisha's media, and now it's you. You, you, it's me. Okay, so <laughs> my media is easy, and it's the hot topic of the last few fucking days. What so, could it be? A little rapturous from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Named Megan the Stellion put out a song, Kiss. And boy, that's what I've been doing the last last couple of days. So everything I've seen just <laughs> rebuking it. When I first saw that title, I'm like, his. <laughs> like, I don't know why did that. <laughs> why did you hear that? There was a snake. <laughs> you were- that's hilarious i like that yeah she's going with her whole snake theme i love it though um yeah she put out the song hiss where uh she is she says she ain't gotta she ain't gotta clear up a motherfucking thing she's about to put it all on wax motherfuckers and she dissed a whole bunch of people um allegedly nikki drake tori i'm hearing some other names thrown up in the air so i'm not gonna say them until they actually like I see or hear more concrete proof, but there's like a, and just her naysayers, uh, you know, of course she talks about the blogs and the haters and all that other stuff, but also the main hit dogs that were hollering. But everyone is talking um, about that Megan I, line. I mean, just objectively, the, uh, I don't know how much. Okay. So basically she, Megan put out that song and then a whole bunch of drama followed later. I purposely heard about, well, no, I heard about the drama first, even though I knew she put out the song, but I purposely stayed on the drama to not be influenced about the song, even though I feel like somebody would say the reverse, that the drama would influence you to like the, the song, but I, I I don't feel that way. I wanted to see what everybody was talking about. So when Nikki went off and was going off the deep end, uh, doing her lives, doing her snippet and all this other stuff. I had never, I still hadn't listened to his. I was just seeing what everybody was talking about. Seeing it. What caused Nikki to go off the deep end though? Was it his? Yeah. 100%. Okay. Because what, okay. 
Because I just found about about his this morning, so I'm out of the loop. Okay, so first of all, let me talk about how I feel about his. His is a great song. I think it's the the Cobra beat. I I love the Cobra song. Period. Cobra is great. I still listen to Cobra to this day. But the Cobra beat um is fantastic, uh, better than his. But if I were to say what song is better, I think Hiss is the better song just because it's more hard hit and she's talking more shit. But Cobra's more personal, I think. But still a great song. So if uh, even though that's not the the job is to judge which Megan song is better, if you were to ask my opinion, Hiss is better. And it was just so much more fun and entertaining. Whereas like you're listening to uh, Megan talk about her pain on Cobra. Uh, but now she's just setting the record straight. So I like that. But then, so what happened is just like, she always does when uh, one of the rap girls that she doesn't like comes out with something. Nikki posts a meme and Nikki goes live. So I think she did the Abby Lee Miller meme uh, shortly after, like within an hour, not within an hour, but after at least an hour had passed or within an hour of her releasing his, Nikki was already responding. Um, and then she went live with everybody is saying that she had, she got, she got this snippet ready really fast. But no, I feel like what happened was is that her and Megan and the Stallion have been on the outs for years. And I think just like all singers and rappers do, you have a lot of unreleased shit, a lot of stuff that you did in the studio, in the booth or whatever that you never released. And I think one day or one time, Nikki was going to put out a diss or Nikki was just playing around in the studio and started rhyming big foot, six foot, get on the good foot because she already knew that that was something that she was going to say about Megan. And so it was already recorded because that's all she previewed. Nobody does a a two bar snippet. Nobody <laughs> does that. <laughs> Everybody does at least a 30 second to a minute to the whole song preview. So that's how I knew that she didn't really have anything and that she was just uh, putting out something already uh, recorded so she could just, you know, get everybody's blood pumping and, 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 and get the army charged. And then from then on, it's not exactly clear what happened, but she never stopped. For, for a good 24 to 48 hours on and off, she was just saying the most reprehensible shit and liking the most craziest things while Megan was absolutely silent except for posting run it up and steals from the video, paying this bitch dust. Oh. It was just, I don't, I don't, everybody's saying like, not everybody, but a lot of people are like, Nikki's legacy is done. Nikki's this, see, she's over with. I don't think that's true, but damn, if if anybody really respects this bitch after today. Did you see um, that TikToker that she's going after? Don't. Uh, I was going to bring that yeah. up. Don't even get me started. First of all, <laughs> they read, the they read Nikki and they right. What'd you say? She says like, what'd she say? A lot. She says it's so confusing. Allegedly, you're an ugly disease or something like that. She's fucking terrible. And and there's becoming like a, 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 a these two circles of like barbs and like ultra conservative MAGA incels. And it's becoming like a, a Venn diagram. Oh, Why? Because, first of all, the way that they act is very similar, the same, the very cult-like, we don't apply facts to our logic, 
Um, we blindly follow our leader. They can do no wrong. When people speak against them, we dox them and harass them. Um, mm. Want like a, a tunnel vision mindset, uh, bending the facts and adjusting stats to basically favor their fave. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, everybody does this and everybody's fan base does this. Everybody's fan base does not do what these barbs do. And I feel like to the point where it is like a MAGA situation where people were like, if you're MAGA, I can't be friends with you. I can never date you. I can never be be around you. If you're a bar, bitch, I'm going, I'm running the other direction. What you going, you going to try to kill me if I say something against your leader. <laughs> you can't trust these people. Also, there's a situation where I feel like a lot of this shit is like low key, not even low key, but very racist. And a lot of these barbs and these MAGA people also don't show their real faces. And I think they hide behind this and they say a, a lot of like racist, transphobic, homophobic shit. And it's under the guise of defending this rapper. Did we ever find out what is the cause of their beef? Nobody, if you listen, if you listen to Nikki, it's a lie. Nikki says that, you know, she don't like this girl because, you know, she fucked with everybody in the industry and she was, uh, she told her to get an abortion and told me to drink the alcohol and all this other stuff. What it doesn't, it doesn't add up if Nikki says that she's the person that she says she is or with her actions that she did with the timeline of her and Megan being friendly. Yeah. As far as, as far as receipts and as far as like uh social media, Megan said that she was cool with Nikki all the way up until her collaboration with Cardi. It was after the collaboration with Cardi that you saw when Nikki really started doing her sub, like sending her subs and writing disses and talking shit about her. But well, before WAP, they were not on bad terms. And after the live where Nikki keeps talking about, she told me to go to the clinic and she was trying to force alcohol down my throat. There's receipts that show that Nikki and Meg were still cool after that. And also, I think it's convenient that she keeps showing this one damn clip about this live, about them drinking, but she don't never show that clip of the live where she's like, drink, drink. Uh-huh. Like, girl, she's killing me with this. It's, it's also annoying. And then I love how she tried to add some extra some extra spice so that she's never mentioned before, and now she's mentioning now, talking about at the hot girl summer video shoot, she was very focused on my husband. She was looking on my husband. Now you back to the whole slut shaming. It's like I, I, I like I said, her legacy ain't done. But if I'm a real rapper, I'm a real actor. If I have any, if I'm anybody, I have no respect for Nikki, and she's a regular old regular celebrity to me. She ain't no queen, girl. This she acted. Oh. She, she a regular peasant. She acting like me after I after I lose an argument. <laughs> She's still going She's on Twitter. Unhinged. It's not funny. It's it's We're on awkward this and one. cringy. And then this whole Roman thing, bitch. I don't know if it's a joke or not. Either about way, about the maiden line. Oh my god, what Roman one? thing? The only thing I've seen about Roman is like she. 
tweeted something about Maiden's Law. She's been saying that all this, all these bullshit ass insults, a lot of these tweets were quote unquote Roman. Roman was in a mood last night, and boy, that was funny. Or Roman's about to about to catch his plane to leave Gag City, child. <laughs> Do you think this all could be her crushed? saying her her like dead publicity? mother? Her her talking about party, even though you were you didn't like party because party was a uh, a ghostwriter for card. <laughs> her sounding all types of like I don't even know what to say. I just never a lot of people this. are saying she's coked out. Everybody's allegedly. saying there's drugs, and it might be, and it might not. But either way, it's it's insane to see. Like like when I say that it was funny at first because it's just like. Girl, that line really spin spun you out. To girl, are you okay? <laughs> like it's not even funny. It's like concerning. And then it's also like <sighs> y'all all it, it when it comes to Megan, when it comes to a lot of different people who aren't liked anymore for one particular reason or another, they change the rules once again. Everybody says stop stop doing live, stop putting that shit in the tweets, put it on wax. She does Cobra, puts it on wax. This nigga's mad because I loved and cared about you and I was the one who showed you real love. And I can't believe you told him how I invalidated all that by cheating on you. Ugh, okay. So then she clears that up and says, I ain't got no bad beef, but I'm telling my story. So she puts out his. Uh, so it's a diss. What do you do? You respond with this. No, this bitch goes on a 48-hour rant about why this bitch is a whore, while why she's a liar she's manipulative and apparently racist i just remembered that she said that she, <laughs> i can't even fucking say it it's so unbelievable she said that megan was calling cardi behind her back a dirty mexican <gasps> bitch that don't even sound right first of all that's not even like an insult i've heard People use against Mexicans. I mean, even recently, number one. And then number two, I feel like if you look at Megan and Nikki and name calling history, spe specifically with racist names, Nikki falls under that way more than Megan. And, and, I, and I've heard, I've seen Barb, I've literally, with my own eyes, seen Barb uh, uh, comments under uh, Cardi B's like Twitter, her Twitter post saying "dirty Mexican." So I think oh my that goodness, was, that was crazy. Also, Cardi's not Mexican. No. And then also, I don't think that Meg, being from Houston, is calling people dirty Mexicans, and is it's not getting called out until 2024. <laughs> she yeah. lived in Houston and she and she's calling one woman who's not even Mexican a dirty Mexican when her whole history shows that this girl was uh, a very popular well-spoken funny chick in high school to college to now and nobody knew that she was just secretly racist no and if we kicked out all the Mexicans from the country who would clean your toilets Donald Trump <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean <laughs> believe when I read that and then she's saying that she's talking to Kelsey which I've heard I've heard different things I've heard Kelsey I've heard I've heard Kelsey hasn't said anything and I also heard Kelsey said she just straight up denied that she never talked to Nikki but even still 
she's she's it's it's kind of crazy how bad this Megan's Law thing really spun her out when she, her last two disses were purely like making fun of the fact that Megan got shot. Like, Our girl, case. the the least I could do is talk about y- your nasty ass husband brothers. So I do want to say her verse because we never really said it. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, come on, come on. Thank you. Story time. <laughs> okay, made in the stallion hiss lyrics. Yes. Yes. Read by Jose. Read by Jose. Dramatic reading. Okay. Okay. She, hers is, these hoes don't be mad at Maiden, these hoes be mad at Maiden's Law. Which was her, that people are talking about, mostly. That's the main diss that everybody knows is really talking about Nikki, even though people have pointed out it could go to a lot of predators in the industry. But Nikki has responded on Twitter uh-huh. Or I should say Roman. Oh, yeah, with that. Okay, say that line. Maiden's Law. For a free beat, you could hit Maiden Raw. Roman. Um, and then somebody quote t- tweeted that and said, Megan's Raw, your husband can't play with his kid on a seesaw. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I, like, I feel like Nikki should never have said, or Roman should have never said, Maiden's Law. Like, you don't don't even reference it. Like, you, you're not winning either which way. You can say anything about Maiden, but right there, she beat you. For those of you who don't know, Maiden's Law is the name for the federal law in the United States requiring law enforcement authorities to make information available to the public regarding registered sex offenders, which her husband is, Kenneth Petty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I ain't fucking with Nikki. I wasn't really before, but man, she really showed everybody that at a drop of a hat, this girl can get crazy. Get uh, she she's a weird one. I tell you, the thing that she's doing, her co-signing the, her her fans doxing and harassing uh, that t- multiple TikTokers actually, but especially the one that just did that masterful read and called her the queen of rape, which was crazy. But Ooh. it was What's a dagger. surprising. Is a lot of the stuff we know about Nikki is what Nikki brings to the front. So imagine how much shit is in the back. I agree. It's, and, and and then as we're actually actively like recording, the new stuff that she's tweeting about is apparently the diss is done, but it has to be cleared by little Jew, little little Juju, who is uh, ironically Megan's producer, who does most of her beats or a lot of her beats and stuff. And it was like, well, apparently it's got to be cleared by him. And he he tweeted out uh, a gift of my wife and kids. Michael saying no, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, and then you know her fans. Oh my gosh, this shows you that you that they lost the opportunity to really collaborate with a queen, and they don't know what's right from wrong. And it shows you that they they don't know uh, how to really uh, get a bag. Bro, why would you think that my producer is is clearing something for you? We don't fuck with you, girl. And then she said, they uh, they didn't mind me using the beat six years ago. Well, six years ago, you and Megan were on good terms. <laughs> I yeah. don't think that's the same. It's crazy how she, she tries to re- rewrite history. But when you show her the reflection of what she's doing, it's not the same. Because the truth is that if Megan had a beat of her of hers from one of her producers... 
would she even think? She would get on Twitter clowning her for even thinking that uh, she could use a beat without her say so. Uh, the, the fucking new body thing, which I mean, I think Nicki Minaj was right in because, bitch, I'm not clearing that shit either. But Kanye told her to clear new body and she was like, no, it's old. I'm done. Um, Speaking just media perspective, not their personalities. Yes. Which two previous song releases do you think made a bitter splash between Nikki's and Megan's? Megan's. I agree. I mean, Nikki, like, who was I listening? I was listening to somebody, and they kind of made it out perfectly. Nikki has cultivated a, a, I mean, we say cult-like, and I stand by that, but she's cultivated a big fan base. So as long as Nikki has her fans, she's always going to win. If Nikki all of a sudden starts flopping, like literally flopping where she's not even going platinum, then that's a problem. Yes, she's severely gone downhill, but she's going to at least make the numbers because she has a big fan base and she makes semi-enjoyable songs. I only say semi because despite what she's saying, Pink Friday 2 was not that good. Especially considering it was called Pink Friday 2. And so many of us loved Pink Friday. It yeah, I don't not, know if it should have been called that. Yeah, it was. It shouldn't have been called that. I think it was rushed. I think she rushed it out. I think things weren't the way that she liked it. And we got what we got. But she has the fan base that she knew that was going to push it. So I think her fan base bought and streamed the music because they love her. And they want to prove that she's always on top. But... None of those songs really stuck. The only song I'm still hearing on the radio is Everybody. And like I said, that little uh, half of the song is trash. It's, it's very <laughs> repetitive. And then you got to cut it off after before Uzi because the Uzi part makes it unbearable to me. Fuck the Club Up is popular on TikTok. But even that, it's only the chorus. Her stuff doesn't have staying power. Whereas... Um, what we used to do for Nikki, people are doing about Megan. People are breaking down her lines again. People are uh, excited about her visual release as well as the content. Uh, she's making a splash because she's talking shit about multiple people as well as uh, talking her shit. She's responding and she's talking her shit. Whereas the Barb still break down Nikki's lines because Nikki breaks down her lines. But it's not an event like it used to be. It's not where it's like, Oh, Nikki did a triple entendre. She's killing them. She's still doing so many things lyrically. It's not how it used to be. I think despite Nikki saying she didn't peak, she definitely peaked, but now it's on a downhill like slide drastically because every time the music isn't good, her antics get wilder. And it's like, damn, you got to slow up on one. <laughs> so sad. If you would have told me, when we started this podcast, I would no longer be a Nikki fan. I wouldn't have believed you. You would have thought we were deaf dumb. Yeah, I, I honestly would. It's so funny because I wish y'all could have seen us, specifically Jose, in our like Nicki Minaj heyday. Like we were quoting and singing Nicki Minaj every day, every hour. Like For, that was like every word. If we got marinara on our spaghetti, we'd be like marinara and pasta. Like everything, <laughs> we, we were quoting. 
Everything was quoted with Nikki. Like we were huge Nikki fans. You were a huge Nikki fan. And the thing you stayed a Nikki fan when I even started to wither away. And it's, I yelled at you for it. Our friendship. I called you almost, deaf dumb. It didn't it almost didn't survive. <laughs> but it's just so crazy that literally, like you said, see like the 180 that we've done and that she's done. It's like it's just not the same. Like I said, I think she'll survive. Everything will be fine. People are going to light this up and talk about this for a week. If if nothing else big happens, this will die off in a week. People, but people will be quoting this meltdown for a long, long time. And Nikki was probably so happy that she got her album out there. She can rest. And now she has to go back in the studio. That's another, that's, that was another thing how I knew like this was like... You was talking about putting out deluxe songs in the deluxe album. I know you weren't, you you had this in the tuck. Girl, I, I knew you was going to say something. But also, it's just like, you you talk so much stuff about people responding. But to say that you're not responding because a beat hasn't been cleared is, is, is you trying to buy some time. Because, girl, somebody who always talking about their pin game is crazy. They write a verse in a, in a couple minutes. You should have been switched the beat and released this. I think you don't know what to say. I think shit's got crazy and it got out of control. And now you just, you got to triple down on talking shit because literally there's nothing you can do. And, and uh, Megan hasn't responded to you not once. Did, and I think well, it's embarrassing her. That's why she probably tagged her. Like, you know, Nikki never tagged. She said, you scary ass, pussy ass, broke ass hoe. Scared of me putting a song out, but trying to spar with the motherfucking queen. Light on your dead. Light oh yeah, she keeps dad. talking about light on your dad, mama. You did this. First of all, I think we have to take all this stuff by a, a grain of salt. Um, I don't. I even if she did lie on her dead mother, which I mean, who who knows? That's that's up with her and her mother. I just don't think that that's still a gotcha moment. <laughs> it's just you just trying to be as rude as possible as mean as possible for no reason you just trying to get a rise and it shows and it shows that you're desperate now because i'm looking at what you said and yeah she did tag her she's bothered she's bothered by the lines in the his song and she's bothered that unlike lotto unlike cardi she's not getting back on twitter and talking back she's pissed about it if this was cardi she would have already had three thousand responses which is also uh, applause to cardi i ain't heard from that bitch in weeks i love cardi get, get your ass in the house i love it she, I, she's gone through her own things she, she's going she's going through a possible divorce reconciliation <laughs> but you saw when cardi was done with the talking open to violence nikki was not you nikki she said i'm standing right here <laughs> <laughs> Nikki is a punk when it comes to stuff like that, but we knew that Nikki has people behind her who do things like that for. Her. I think that's also why she uh took the friend that she took from Remy. I think that's why she married the man that she married. Um mm. I think that's why she stays so isolated. Uh but like I said, I'm kind of just over and done with it. I, I just hope it doesn't come to the point where Nikki does start threatening violence against Megan. Because then if you start doing stuff like that, this it, it wasn't funny. 
it stopped being funny, but then it's really not funny. And bitch, now I feel like somebody needs to do a police report on your ass. <laughs> yeah. It's That's the only thing I hope it doesn't default to. Talk all that shit and look and look crazy like you're talking to yourself in a room. But don't be doing all that violent shit. Like if you ain't gonna put it out, if you ain't gonna put out the song, hopefully you 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 stop all this shit by Monday. We shall see. Right now she's still doing. Like I said, yeah. 45, well, I don't think it was 45 minutes ago, but at 9 o'clock, wherever she is, that's the last time she, she put out a tweet and she tagged Megan in it because she wants a response. They wouldn't lie I mean, when they say you got to be silent on these hoes. Make a I mad. mean, she is retweeting stuff, though, from six months ago. Stop ducking the fade, punk. The way Maid was begging on that live, though, for Nikki meetup and, future, and featured. Nobody knows that, though. Talk about desperate for dick and clout. Like I said, everybody can, if anything, this should prove to people how toxic Nikki is. Nikki had a legion of fans who loved her and supported her and wanted to work with her and meet her. And as time passed and they uh, got higher and more popular in the ranks, they finally got to meet their idol and collaborate with her and work with her. And then after time passes, literally they're on the outs. They can't stand each other. She's talking about them. She's dissing them and all this other stuff. It's like, how many people has that happened? You got all these receipts for people, for you to pull out to be like, look, they loved Nikki. Look, they thought Nikki was cute. Look, they were Nikki's fans forever. Yeah, a lot of people were Nikki fans, and then they stopped being fans because she turned into a piece of shit. I think that's what it demonstrates. It doesn't prove Nikki's point like she thinks it does. It proves people thought you were a cool person, and then they saw that you were shitty, and they never wanted to associate with you again. Someone it's, not told that, me. it's not giving that you helped them out, and then they abandoned you. No, it's giving that they worked out with you. They thought you were cool. And then you showed you and revealed your true self that you have to be the big sis. You have to be in charge. Everybody has to move and walk your way. And they wouldn't feel in that. And eventually they just splintered off for you, from you. But you took that as disrespect. Yeah. Well, I think that's where we'd all leave it for Nikki and Maid. I'm sure there's going to be more, hopefully. We don't have to ever do another episode on Nicki Minaj. Oh my but, gosh, I hope not, but Jesus Christ. But if it keeps going like this, maybe we will. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been wonderful. See you. Bye.